on time to talk sports with raw mind. Game day, who plays with updates of all kinds? From press box to sideline, who got cut, who got signed? Who's clutch when it's crunch time? The starting lineup or the pine? These athletes compete, some without even trying. You want a championship, you gotta grind. When them bright lights shine, and this game go nine, they gon' cover the story not quite like Ryan. Exclusive interviews, dudes plug like Mike Line. He's got the inside scoop of why, who got fine? Prime. Time. Got the game statistics. I could say if you wasn't at the game, you missed it. But now raw mind sports covers the distance. Front row, that's close like a coach's assistant. You wanna be in the know? Eyes open and listen. This is raw mind sports. Welcome Another edition. Ryan Jones. I'm here today with Tony Harper Jr. Man, he's from the area. Uh, father, Tony Harper Senior. Guys from my local 252 area knows about Tony Hopper Senior a lot. So you can get his thoughts. His son ended up growing about yeah. seven inches taller than his daddy. But <laughs> but um <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that segment a little later. But uh so Tony Junior, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Like I said, staying healthy, staying fit, staying in shape. That's good. That's good, man. So we're going to get into your raw thoughts, you know, about you, your career, things like that. So tell me, like, where did the game of basketball start for you? Well, like I said, I always hear the story of being a tall brother. My dad used to carry me in a little uh, seat. He used to carry me to the gym. So oh, I guess I Great. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, he used to, uh, and I'm, I'm still remember like me sitting down watching him play, watching all the old heads play, and whatnot, and him, me, him sitting me down in front of the TV watching MJ play and anybody else. So it just always stuck with me. He put a ball in my hand when I was four years old, and I always play ball. It's, it's just started then. When I was young, just seeing it. And you became pretty successful yourself on um, playing a lot of from middle school to high school to you. Mm-hmm. Took a pretty much big growth spurt. Your dad always talks a lot about that. How you just caught his growth spurt yeah. out of nowhere, you know. So it's pretty impressive, you know. Like he probably wouldn't expect you to be that tall, but yeah. That- I, mean, I, I ain't gonna lie, I ain't think I'd be this tall to be honest. But it, <laughs> it started eighth grade for real. I said I went to state in middle school, seventh grade I didn't make the team, eighth grade oh. made team. Yes, yeah, so, I was like the biggest person, so I had really had no choice. He picked me, so. So uh think I was like five nine, five ten, maybe a little bit taller than that. And huh. then after the season ended, I went to UNC basketball camp. Oh. You can't so go to my dad, basketball camp. You had to go to UNC basketball camp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking, man. <laughs> so I so I went to UNC basketball camp. Same I was five ten, five eleven, that week. Me off, came back. My dad picked me up. I was six three. Hmm. So, and then that's when all you know, the growth started happening. I grew like an inch or two every year. So, that's I restarted loving the game. Then I started training with um Leon Dupree. Yeah, so that's like a my big mentor. He always kept me in the gym every day. So, that's where it started. Man, that was tough, man. Catch that quick growth spurt. You said you got cut in seventh grade year. So, what made you get? You try to say the eighth grade year he kept you because you was big, or was you at the same level the seventh grade year, or you was better? Nah, I mean, I to be honest, it was like 
that basketball bug day hit me until eighth grade year uh, because because I was doing karate. Yeah, so, that it was great at that. He knew a lot about that. So I, exactly. <laughs> so it, yeah, so I was real like I didn't want to play basketball at that point. At that point, I want to be like I want to do like UFC type stuff. That's how big I was on martial arts. And then eighth grade hit me. I'm like, I'm actually kind of good. Like I can ask. And then after that, I start training. I was really ever since then. I never looked back. Just been real big on basketball. Still love it to this day. So tell us about your career, Wilson, Wilson Bedenfield, and I know you probably played a lot of few A's mm-hmm. teams and stuff like that. And what developed you so, for years? So, like I said, I stay in the gym with uh, Coach Leon Dupree. And then freshman year, JV team, we went, I think we lost two games that whole year. And then sophomore year, still JV, then we had a down year. And then junior year, JV, uh, no, varsity, that's when – I knew it was another level. So I told myself I have to get in the gym more than I have done before. So that whole year, I focused on that whole summer, I focused on my body, agility, all that. Then senior year came, me, AJ Williams, Eli Hooks, I can name some more on the team. Then it just went off from there. I had, I didn't have that many looks in high school. Just didn't, you know, being from a small town that night, not me, scouts or whatnot. Social media was just then popping off. It was coming, like, for athletes. So my mom used to literally drive me. She drove me to all the JUCOs, all the AUs, teams, everything. So when it comes to recruiting, I, I literally went to go get it. I had to. So I went to Brunswick, Sand Hills, and Whew. Pitt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you went to Brunswick. I heard Brunswick always had some good players here and there. So, you know, that always. Was, and, they out and there. They, <laughs> it was. And then, I mean, he's a great coach. I met him and tried out. But he was talking about uh, redshirting me. I Even though I wasn't, you know, I'm humble. I was being, I was really like, I was ready to go in now. So, uh, I decided to go to Sand Hills. Gotcha, gotcha. So, what led you? Outside high school to the JUCOs and your mom manually instead of doing social media, just y'all pretty much like Pat and Joe in the car. What led you to Johnson C. Smith College to play basketball? And so sophomore year, that's when I really like I was in my I was in my bag, as people say, I was in my bag. So <laughs> I went to I was into went to the jam, like JUCO, Jamboree, Jam and Greens, but they have every year. So it's the biggest prep schools, JUCOs, all that. And we played Brian and Stratton, I want to say. And Brian and Stratton, that time was, it was ranked. It was a high, high-ranking team. And that's the team I had, like, 30 on. Mind you, it's, like, all the all the D2s, mid-major D1s. And Coach uh, Coach uh, Cheryl, what's his name? He, he saw me looking at my mom, talking to my mom. First of all, he said, I'm off your son a full scholarship. Mm. So now I'm talking about not paying no bread. I told her after saying here, you're not paying nothing. You're not paying for school. So and that was the plan. Um, like I said, I had John C. Smith, which he stayed on me hard. He called every probably like twice a week. Then I had Smith, I had um Winston Salem State, I had Mississippi Valley State, I had St. Aug, I had Liberty City State. I think that's it. Yeah, so, what decided you to, from all those selections or options that you had, 
what made you say, you know what, even though that guy was talking from Jesse Smith, what made mm-hmm. you say, you know what, Jesse Smith, Justin C. Smith is where I need to play basketball there. Well, it, it missed me. So when I had my visit at Charlotte, I saw uh, really my first NBA player in person, and that was um, Al Jefferson. So I'm like, oh, they got to hook up like this? So I'm just seeing him and <laughs> seeing him and um, you said what? I said the, the beauty of recruiting, Charlotte big market. I get it. Go yeah. ahead. <laughs> and then coach always showed me love. And then for the head coach, they couldn't win on my game, and they said he don't cut no, nobody game. Like he don't. That's coach Cheryl, assistant coach's job. He go recruit. He go this out the state. So for him to come two hours to my game and drive two hours back for practice, that showed me a lot. Like, okay, maybe he, he really want to see me. He really want me. So the coach always showed me a little. And then Coach Gunner, my opinion, best coach I ever had. So he and he kept it real for me since the beginning. I'm talking about he didn't shoot up nothing. Even when I was hurt, he told me, what did he tell me? He said, nobody cares if you hurt. And not not saying a bad way, but he's oh, saying yeah. like, they, they saying like, you think next person gonna not go at you hard because you hurt? No, like nobody cares. So he always kept it real. That's one of my biggest mentors, and I always keep in touch with him to this day. He basically gave you a lot of raw thoughts. That's what it sounds like. You need man. Well, I mean, <laughs> I have some coaches that yell everything. He don't yell. He just. <laughs> he just messing up. He boy and his famous his famous saying he loves to say to this day, black boys in America. He said he said that air practice every day. He said air and to this day I love that man so much. He taught me so much basketball wise. People don't know, so when I transfer this I told my ACL and meniscus, the red shirt that year. So literally that whole year, I'm on the sideline just listening to him, just talking, like IQ stuff, like what he sees. And like he knew players before – he knew – he see you play one time. He already knew how you was, how you played. So this is me listening to him, just soaking stuff up. That's right. I appreciate me taking a red shirt year, even though that – Injury hurt like crazy. It was tough to come back, but I learned so much to become a better player with it, though. With that being said, since you say he taught you a lot, since you saw from a coaching mm-hmm. standpoint by him being yeah. red shirt on, on your injury, mm-hmm. let's talk about you now coaching. What did you learn from that guy? So, what's the reason why you got into coaching after just sitting there the whole time, listening to how he dissect this stuff? Did you start getting a feel for the love of the game from a coaching standpoint? Yeah. I did just like that. It's it's so different as a player coach. Like I thought, first of all, I had to develop patience. <laughs> patience, patience is the main thing. You gotta realize these kids don't see what you see yet, not yet. Right. But that's why you gotta show them, be you know, all the details and whatnot. Cause that, that was the main thing about Coach Joiner. Like when I mean, he dissect everything. Like he, he does it everything. That's what I try to do. Because these kids, so most of these kids are just raw talent, like straight athleticism, skill out the out the gym, but they missing the IQ part. 
and that's just a, a lot of kids. So that's my main thing. I try to teach them what 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 do you see, you know, what's open if you run this play, this this certain stuff like that. So, so coming from a culture perspective, now, like, do you see things differently? You know how people be like, yeah. it's like, can this guy do this? Can this coach do that? How do you feel now from being a player now, from a player before to a coach now to like go through that 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 process of you know the fans trying to tell the coaches how to coach and how not to coach. Yeah. And now you actually see it because you actually in that seat now. You went from player to coach now. I tell you, I appreciate coaches a whole lot more because it's a lot of stuff behind the scenes people don't know about. Like it's a lot of stuff like they definitely don't know about. And it's also just like handling the kid because every kid has a different background. Right, right, right. So that's the biggest thing. Like mo most kids you can't yell at. Whew, not this time. <laughs> not, exactly, not 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 this time. But it's just it's just You'll how you it. going about it, <laughs> man. I mean, like I said, it's, it's, it's like I said, it's a different era of peripheral. But you just have to learn how to talk to certain kids because you can't yell at this kid, and then <laughs> it's so hard to play. But it's just, it's different. I tell you that. So during outside of basketball during times, what do you like to do? I mean, what do you you do in your spare time? If it's not, um, basketball? I'm a big gamer. My dad got me into that. Oh, um, yeah, I'm big on big on gaming. Um, working out, I love to work out. So whenever I uh, before work, after work, whenever I'm working out, I'm running, keep keep my body shape or whatnot. Um, chilling. I'm really a homebody. I ain't too big on no going out. I'm just a chill guy. No, that's perfect. That's perfect. What you like to eat, man? I know your dad is a great cook. He taught you a lot for martial arts and basketball. An incredible dude, from what I've seen, a very genuine guy who will help anybody oh, yeah. in the world. So give me a little secret or something about, you know, your dad and his great chef. And I've been seeing him on the grill lately. So, you man, know. look, my dad can cook. <laughs> he cooked some mean hamburgers, some mean ribs. He uses sauce. I don't know what honey mesquite is something, but I know every time I eat it, I'll be about to cry. Yeah. Uh, that like I said, he can really you put anything in his face, he gonna whip it up. Whatever you need, need. Like right now, I'm a I'm a, like a vegetarian. It's gone on five months, so he's not as like 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 that no more. And then my favorite food, I love Hispanic food. That's my that's my go to. Like yeah, it's me too. It's a lot of burritos, yeah. all that. Yeah, yeah that's my go to. <laughs> I've been loving the grill lately, but Hispanic food is mine too as well. So man, that man's crazy. So, in conclusion to this episode, raw thoughts. Give me some raw thoughts. What would you tell future kids preparing to play at the next level, play in high school? You're a coach now, so what would you tell your players? What what's something that you would say? Man, it's all about work ethic. It's all about grinding. Like I wasn't, I didn't get better just because my athletics. I stayed in the gym, literally in the gym. Like I was in the gym at least six to seven times a week in high school. In college, I was in the gym twice a day before practice. So it's just staying in the gym. You got to get better. You got to get up. Like different stuff motivate people. My my motivation, my parents. They were all for me to be where I'm at now. 
So we're at it, and it's not all about it's just not all about the basketball part. It's about the, it's about the weight. I'm talking about just learning the game, watching film. I watch film all the time just on different players. I watch Paul George a lot. People don't know Jabari Parker is my favorite player. Oh, that's because, that's because ain't he's definitely six eight taller than me, but I like the way how he's big. He has a bigger frame, but he can move the ball like like art. Right, right, right. Yes. So I like my opinion. I, I like big guards. So Paul George, one of them, Jabari Parker. I watch film a lot. So like I said, we're at that separates everybody. Especially, especially down here, especially everybody. Well, you heard all thoughts from Tony Harper Jr. You know, he uh, gave you what he had. He gave you his, his blueprint to success and what he's done before, how he played the game of basketball. We're here. Mm-hmm. Now, I appreciate you being on the show today, man. Um, we're going to definitely see your Jabbar parking skills soon once everything is over. Maybe we get back in the gym soon, you know. You oh, best um, leave. And I, I appreciate you having me, man. For real, for real. I appreciate that. No problem, man. Well, you guys have a great day, great night, great morning, whatever time you